is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven, you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God, His remnant, His red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify Him, crucify Him, and it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. So that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you and I hope You'll join me and all the blessed to teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. Hey, it is Sunday morning. Hope you got that extra hour of sleep at daylight savings time. For those of you listening to this and didn't realize it was daylight savings time, you probably think we're an hour late, but we are on time. So we are here. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done that, going to church and driving up there and on daylight savings time, and you're a whole hour early. <laughs> uh, so it is, uh, or or opposite, right? Where in the fall, you fall behind and you're spring ahead. So here we are, falling behind and. Um, it is, it is 10 a.m., 10.04 a.m. here on Sunday, November 5th, 2023. Uh, welcome to the Blessed Teach Show as we dig into, no, really Word and Worship. Um, the Blessed Teach Show doing Word and Worship on Fridays and Sundays. We also do Praise and Prayer on Mondays and Thursdays. So join us with this beautiful music. I think you really enjoy um, this format. I'm going to pray a little bit right now and just uh, lift lift this up, uh, this this. Uh, beautiful Sunday morning um, here in Dallas it's a beautiful beautiful weather um, and I tell you what it's uh, crazy times out there but this is the time to get closer to the Lord right so let's lift this up Heavenly Father just thank you so much again for the ability to just teach your word thank you for what I, yesterday where I was able to go to the and read uh, 45 minutes of scripture um, that is going to be on the the Bible TV app Lord we just thank you for your word. It was so exciting just to be able to, to just read your word um, in such detail. And then 
Lord, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for Hebrews chapter 12, the kingdom that can't be shaken. Been waiting to teach us for a long time. We're on Hebrews chapter 12 now. And uh, Lord, may we hang on to that kingdom that can't be shaken. I pray for everybody that's listening to my voice right now that um, the Holy Spirit will come across them. They'll be able to get into the presence of the Lord this next 90 minutes and also just uh, learn your word about what you want to teach us from Hebrews 12, Lord. Get me out of the way. Allow your word to be what it says. It's sharper than in Hebrews 4. sharper any two-edged sword, piercing to to divide the soul and spirit, uh, this, the joints and marrow, and um, discern the thoughts of our heart, the thoughts and intentions of our heart. Um, thank you for, for giving us that word of God. May it penetrate there. And, Teach us what you want us to teach us this morning. We love you and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So let's jump in a little bit and read this, the first part of Hebrews. We'll, we'll read Hebrews 12. We'll get into some music. We'll come back and delve into it. We're also going to do communion this morning, right? So if you have a chance to get your elements ready, um, so, uh, you know, a cup of some type of liquid, whether, uh, and then also uh, some type of bread that you can break and eat with us as a community. So we'd love to have you join us for that. Again, we'll probably do that near the end of the service. We will do communion and talk about some of the scriptures that are so important that point to why we do the communion and what it really means about the symbolism. And um, yeah, let's dig in a little bit to that right now. So if we look here at uh, Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. <laughs> so Hebrews chapter 12, if you just look at the summary of what the ESV shows here, it says, Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. We're going to learn about do not grow weary, you know, hold and press, persevere. It's going to be talking a lot about, and then at the end, it's going to be a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So this ch chapter is loaded with awesome theology. I think you'll be blessed as we dig into this right now. So let's, uh, let's start with 12. Uh, chapter 12 verse 1 says therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God Oof. I love those first two verses. Verse three talks about this whole section talks about don't grow weary. It says, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. In the struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that address, addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. No, be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Obviously, that's sons and daughters. It is, the, it is for discipleship that you have to endure. So you, uh, I'm sorry, it is for discipline. It's also for discipleship. We should be doing this to disciples as well. It is for discipline you have, you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom this father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which you all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they discipline us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good 
that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight path for your feet so that it is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness brings up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. This whole last section, starting in verse 18, is the kingdom that can't be shaken. Right? That's what we talk about, holding on to that kingdom that can't be shaken. And it says, For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire and darkness and gloom and a tempest and the sound of a trumpet and voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken, for they could not endure the order that was given. If a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Woo! So that's all talking obviously about uh, Mount Sinai. And it was, it was, uh, uh, it was Mount Zion that time, below, you know, where God, God's presence was all over the mountain and they feared it. But you have come to Mount Zion and to a, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable angels in festival gathering, in festival gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better world than the blood of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking, for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that are being, have been made, in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Woo! What beautiful scripture. And so we're going to dig into each one of these verses and then also near the end of the service do some communion. But right now we're just going to go go dive into some to, to some songs and we'll talk about the goodness of God is what we'll start with here. And uh, what we have here is, all my life you have been faithful. So, so good. I will sing of the goodness of God. I'm even messing with the volume here as we we thought we're gonna redo all the music with the new system with the perfect volume. So I'll have to mess with it today as we probably should have that all done next week. But this points to Exodus 15 too. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise and exalt him. Exodus 15 too. 
I see Annette coming on, and, as well as Elizabeth from, and Teresa coming on. I love it. Thank you guys for being here to worship with us. I'm just uh, fixing a few things here on... Oh, there it is. So number two is turned off. So we're just uh, doing some adjustments on to be able to show everybody here. Looks like number two is not even there. So I'll move the two. This is just me just until we can get the worshipers on. There we go. We got all three of them on right now. I love you, Lord. Your mercy never fails me. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Lamentations 3.22. You have led me through the fire. The darkest night has no other. I've known and a friend because you are the sons. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Galatians 4.6. And the fourth verse that we uh, emphasize in the song, it says, your goodness is running after me in my, in my uh, life laid down. I surrender now and I give you everything. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure running over for you with the measure you use it, measure back to you. So you notice the scriptures are below as we celebrate and see the goodness of God. Just worship Him this morning. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days, I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up, till I lay my head, oh, I will see of the goodness of God.
All right, this is your grace is enough. And uh, Elizabeth, can you read this one? Sure, good evening, everybody. <laughs> all right, thank you for being all the way here from Australia. We've got Australia, Sweden, and I think North Carolina, is that where uh, um, Patrice is? I can't remember, but we have US. We have three countries praising with us today. It's awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, it's crazy because your uh, clock went back, so it's now it's after midnight for me here. Uh, so. Oh, <laughs> no, that's even worse for you then, huh? <laughs> oh, no, thank you for being but here. Your grace is enough, Lord. Thank you, Father. Your grace is enough to keep me awake. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Corinthians 12, 9. Great is your faithfulness. You lead us by still water. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations 3.23. He makes me lie down. Oh yes, in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Psalm 23.2. Remember your people. Remember your promise. In that, yes and amen. Remember your promise to me. It is my only hope. Your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. Psalm 119.49-50. Great is your love and justice, God. For great is your love reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaching to the skies. Psalm 57 10. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Isaiah 38 10. Amen. Mm. Thank you so much. Remember his grace is faithfulness. So remember us. Praise his love and justice. You can always just remember that his grace is enough, no matter what our circumstances.
This song was talking about. Um, I just love how all these songs in the scripture. So if you're praising with me, make sure you um, also watch the bottom of the screen where it's, script, it's flipping up the scriptures that kind of connect to the lyrics. That's part of what this is all about. Um, the presence of the Lord falls when we praise and worship Him, and, uh, if, and, it, and we really be pointed to the Word of God with these songs. That's what these beautiful worship songs do. They not only fill us with awesome music and and just feeling the presence of the Lord. You're also seeing the actual word of God coming to life in these songs. That's why we pick songs that, um, and, and attach them to scripture. So if you have your favorite worship songs, let us know. Go to info at blessedteach.com and just send us an email and say, hey, Rick, you should do this song that I could worship to 24 seven, right? <laughs> Those are the type of songs we're looking. And then we'll attach it to scripture. I know Annette from Sweden's one of our volunteers attaches scripture to the, to the lyrics. And then we have our videographer do beautiful scenes for each each area, right? Uh, sometimes um, 60, 70 um, different video clips per video to just make it beautiful. And um, it's one of my favorite things, obviously, is digging into those those, those scriptures. Let's 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 um, dig into chapter 12 in more detail. This is a uh, this is what I love to do. I love to um, not only and I'm going to flip me up a little bit higher here. Um, there we go. And I think I need I need a second camera so I don't have to flip between this view and the one that where I'm back worshiping with you guys standing up, right? Uh, so that's another another thing I'll be adjusting here. But we're almost done with the entire studio. I have the brand new equipment in now. Sound is look sounding really good. Uh, those will all be adjusted for all 37 plus songs, uh, so it's going to be exciting. But let's. But this is this is what I love to do is dig into the scripture and see how it relates to other scriptures in the Bible. And um, so we just read through the whole thing. Now let's now let's dig in a little bit more on this. And I'm going to move uh, some comments over here. So, and you can comment if, if you have any questions about this um, on live chat. So I see Donna 77 there, uh, and so somebody said something about. But backstage went. I'm not sure what Donna's trying to communicate there. Let me know backstage if everything if sounds okay. I think it was it's shown me that everything is is really good here on sound. So let's let's dig in a little bit to this, 
And so we're going to go through communion a little bit, a little bit later so you can get your elements. Um, that'll be probably in about a half hour or so. So I uh, would love to do that. But it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, in verse 1 here, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. That's verse 1. And you can just up unpack that for a long time, right? Um, by, by, by what is this great cloud of witnesses, right? Since it says, therefore, remember chapter 11 we just went through last night. Uh, those of you who missed that, good week. went through chapter 11 uh, over last, last Monday and Thursday. And uh, I mean, no, actually it was, it was Friday. It was Friday and Thursday. Thursday and Friday we went over chapter 11. But that's talking about all the, the heroes of the faith, right? So obviously it's showing that the heroes of the faith are actually rooting us on, like, a, like watching us in a race. Right, so that's kind of cool to know that, um, and it's also important to know that um, we will probably be in that cloud of witnesses, being able to watch our loved ones. Right now, we're not to pray to our loved ones in heaven. Right, it's very clear the only mediator is Jesus. Right, I just want to make sure that is clear that we have to look at this. Like, if you look at one Timothy two five, for instance, you see here it says, "For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, and that is." Christ Jesus. So that's vital. It's very important to understand that. In fact, we, it talks about us being priests. And uh, it's important to understand this is why we don't need priests when we pray. We pray directly. Now remember that veil tore, right? So there's no need for priests anymore. That's very clear in scripture. It says, for you yourselves like living stones are being built upon a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifice accepted acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So right there, very, very clear that we go directly to the Father through the Son, right? And it, it, it emphasis down here in verse nine, it's talking about other people stumbling, but it says, it says, but you are a chosen race, and that's you who've accepted Christ in your heart, right? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of who called you out of darkness and into the marvelous light. Beautiful. So that's why, again, even there's a cloud of witnesses, and it's awesome that people can see us. It's a, they're watching. They're not sitting here communicating to us, right? That's vital. We communicate through Jesus to the Father, and there should be no other way. And any other teaching besides that, guys, is just complain not biblical, right? That's a, that's very very clear in Scripture. Um, again, uh, there's a, there's more that we can dig into here as I was talking about this as well, like Hebrews 4, 16 gets into, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we don't need blood sacrifices because it was a once and for all sacrifice and we do not need a priest. We, what do we need? We need to come to confidence to the throne of grace and that we will receive mercy and find grace in time of need. So if you, uh, that, that's, that's a incredibly clear scripture there too. And that's all just verse one of this. <laughs> um, if you start digging into other parts of Hebrews here, that set, uh, verse two is awesome too. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. The thing about that, when we come to Jesus, obviously he's the founder, right? And uh, he's also the perfecter. So he's helping us run this race with him who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated in the right hand of the throne of God. Oof. So remember that cross, when he died on the cross, it was designed not only to you to suffer physically, it's also shame, right? Often it was, people were naked up there, and it just was a shameful type thing 
designed that. So he, he uh, now that's despised because he's conquered it, right? Um, but boy, when you just contrast our troubles versus Jesus's, it's not so bad, right? And that's what it starts getting into now when we talk about consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, right? Like Jesus did. And and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? So he's talking about us as the sons of God, as children of God, as sons and daughters, right? And uh, again, we, we we are, I'm sure, with the cabal and making our lives miserable, many of you have, have really hard lives right now, and I understand that. But this is trying to show you that, look what Jesus went through to the point of shedding his blood, right? And uh, so now we can understand that sometimes God will allow things to happen to us as part of discipline, make a, or, or, and or, if you will, growing in our perseverance. That's all over scripture, and we'll talk about that as we go. So what are we supposed to do? We're just not supposed to get discouraged because God is building our perseverance. And uh, really, discipline is, is often really good for us, and that's what this digs into now uh, on 5 through 8, where it says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the, Lord, the Lord's discipline, the one he loves, and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as, a, as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which you have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So we all want to be the son of God, right? So obviously, um, and he's told me this directly sometimes in my blog, you'll see that I'm posting one of my time, long time with the Lord. Um, that he's allowed some things to happen to this ministry and to some of the things that are happening here on purpose so that we would get proper processes in place or that I would uh, personally or some people in the ministry would actually grow um, in that in perseverance, right? And, and grow in, in learning what and have, what he wants to do with his ministry. So again, he not only does he love people and will discipline them, he's also gonna do that to, to ministries as well. And we felt some of that <laughs> lately. So uh, verse 9 um, and 10 and 11 gets into just uh, finalizing some of those thoughts. For they disciplined us for a short time. They're talking about her heavenly, I mean, earthly fathers versus the, the heavenly fathers. And uh, that continues to talk about that. I want to dig into verse 12. It says, Therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Strive for peace for everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls, fails to obtain the grace of God. And that's really the whole point of this whole point. You're, you're, you're being disciplined potentially. Um, God, God, remember, the devil can't really do anything without the Lord allowing it, right? So sometimes he's gonna allow these tough times to come into us. Now, sometimes our own sin or just uh, uh, our, our bad choices uh, might lead us to this as well. Right, but sometimes it's the Lord actually allowing it to grow you. So having that discernment can sometimes really help us um, really not get discouraged. And again, so that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble by it, many have become defiled. And that's pretty important too. There is this this root of bitterness. I want to dig into that a little bit more. Romans 14, 19 says, so then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. 
So if we're bitter, we're not building people up, right? And so, so this is one of those things that to, to, to try to root out the root of bit, the bitterness, right? <laughs> and pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. And that's why when you're really, um, there's a lot of people that just attack other Christians a lot of times for almost a living, right? And that, that can be very dangerous when you're attacking the brethren. Um, sometimes that's justified because there's this massively incorrect doctrine that he takes us off the wrong God, the wrong Jesus, and the wrong gospel. So it's very important for us to, to at least um, come to unity on those big issues. But it's probably not a good practice to attack the brethren for all kinds of things because he wants us to upbuild and build, build, build more and figure out what can bring peace to each other, right? That's a big part of what, what we have here. And he talks about Asu as an example of this, right? Of somebody that had this root of bitterness in his heart. And he didn't even really care about his about his uh, birthright, right? Um, so obviously being hungry is one thing, but actually given a, a lifetime huge honorable gift from the Lord and, and despising enough for do it for one meal is pretty crazy. And that's what he did, right? And it says, by, and by it, many become defiled, that no one is sexually more or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. So he cried till, and said, 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 please, Father, give me a blessing that you only have one. It was, you know, he's crying but he didn't repent, right? And that's, there's a big difference. So you can be sorry for what's happened to you, the consequences of your sin, but repenting to him is, is extremely important. I think that's, that's, that's real important as we, we look at this. Um, again, uh, I, I did want to come back to some people take verse 14, strive for peace with everyone in the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Um, just because he, we're going to be holy, because he's going to perfect us over time, right? And then we don't become perfect though until boom, we go to heaven and get our new heavenly bother, body, uh, bodies, and our and our sin kind of gets washed away completely. Um, but it, we are not saved by that, right? It's very, very important that, that we are. There's only one time that we are sanctified by Christ. Here you see, for God has not called us for impurity, but for holiness. So He definitely wants us to be holy. But again, that is not. Um, clearly how we're saved, right? And we've gone through that quite a bit in this, in this gospel. And so some people will take this out of context and start teaching that. But even earlier, earlier in chapter 10, we were studying, it says, for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. So he's perfected us already in the future, right? In sanctifying us. Um, but it's a one-time sacrifice and we are saved through Jesus' death on the cross. Don't confuse that at all. And uh, here's a little bit more on root of bitterness where it points us back to Deuteronomy 29:18, and why we don't want to have that root of bitterness. It says, Beware lest there be any among you, man or woman, or clan or tribe, whose heart is turning away from the Lord our God to go to serve other gods of this, these nations. So obviously he wants to, that, that is turning away from the true God. Beware lest there be any among you a root of bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. So this root of bitterness, right, <laughs> can often lead you to follow the incorrect gods too. And so do not let that grow in you. Satan will use bitterness to take you off track. And I think that's that's uh, that's what this is really digging into here. Now let's uh, talk about 
probably my favorite part of this chapter by far is just the, the kingdom that cannot be shaken. I talk about this all the time where we as a remnant, if we're focused on eternal things, we're going to be holding on to that kingdom that can't be shaken, right? And I think that's critical that we, we do that at, in, at this point in time. And uh, so this whole last part of this chapter is really key. It says, For you have not come to what may be touched a blazing fire, darkness, and gloom, and tempest, and the sound of the trumpets, and the voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken. This is at Mount Sinai when the Lord was there. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. All right? It's a healthy fear, fear of the Lord, but uh, again, but now you have, uh, but you have come to Mount Zion in the city of the living God, in the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the numerable angels in festival gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are en enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect. Woo! So this whole part here about Mount Zion, you know, people are using Zionist as a pejorative term, and many truthers have gone, in my opinion, way wrong direction by uh, you know, taking the evil of the Rothschilds and, and, and then attaching that because they're a Jew to Zionist. And some, some of these secret societies do use the, the term Zionist. But in, in general, this is not a pejorative term. <laughs> Zionist talking about the true city, the true um, the truth of God, right? So there's many examples of this. Uh, um, that, that's, that's Hebrews 12 there, but I wanted to go into some, some of this talks about where, where Zion is using a positive tense, like all the way back in Psalm 2.6, it talks about, yet I have set my king on the holy hill of Zion. Remember, Psalm 2, I believe, is talking about the times we're in now, where we're going to end up taking possession, because Psalm 2, 7 and 8 gets into, I mean, 8 and 9 gets into, right, uh, ask of me and I'll make the nations your heritage the ends of the earth your possession right and this is one some of my memory verses that i just love and so, um, psalm 2 9 gets into i'll dash you that you, uh, you will break them with an iron rod and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel that's what i believe the remnant is going to do to this cabal as uh, the lord takes them down with our help but you know using us he's gonna we're gonna be vessels where he uses us to make this happen but he talks about Zion in a positive sense. That's one of my major points I wanted to make is that, that it's important to see that. Even Psalm 110.2 talks about Yahweh will send out the rod of your strength out to Zion. Rule among your enemies. It's all over the Bible. There's, there's too many examples to really go over them all. But you see in Isaiah 62, it says, Behold, Yahweh has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughters of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Remember, we're just talking about daughters of Zion. Again, this is the, the so true Zionists to not be used as a pejorative term, biblically. Biblically, it's talking about the holy people. It's talking about us. It's talking about, um, I think, the bloodline of Israel as well. They will call them the holy people. Yahweh's redeemed. You will be called sought out, a city not forsaken. We're not forsaken. We're a city not forsaken, right? As we... Uh, um, get into the new Jerusalem and our temple our temple becomes our body right is, is a temple of the Lord um, so that that whole thing about Mount Zion again and to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem just remember that is not a pejorative bad thing at all I 
can't remember if I got to this verse yet. Revelation 21, 9 through 27. Yeah, this is the whole thing about the New Jerusalem. All right, we studied this when we got into Revelation. Uh, we just finished that up book before we did the Hebrews. And it talks all about the city. Um, and then in verse 22, it says, And I saw no temple in the city, for the temple is the Lord God and Almighty and the Lamb. Think about that. The Lord God and the Lamb are really the temple, right? Inside. We're inside it now, right? And uh, so that's why there's no temple, because because we're in it, <laughs> right? We're and, um, But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So this is all about the people in the Lamb's Book of Life are going to be in this holy city, this Mount Zion that's not made with human hands, right? Just a beautiful, beautiful passages in there. This also talks about angels. Look at this. Innumerable angels. That's what, that's what's happening. That's what's in heaven. And um, you can see some of, some of uh, that all over scripture. But one, one that I like to talk about is Daniel, because we studied Daniel as well, right? Before Revelation. It says, a stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand, thousand served him. Look at that, a thousand, thousand served him. And 10,000 times 10,000 served before him. The court sat in judgment and the books were open. There you go, you got the got this book, including the book of life, right? That uh, is going to be opened up. And this is where Daniel was seeing this in Revelation, Daniel 7, 10. Um, but that's that's pretty beautiful. So this kind of ends up, and, uh, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. And look at this, the mediator of the new covenant talk about that there's only one mediator between us and the father right and that's Jesus the one mediator the only mediator right and this new covenant is the new promises and, and uh, everything it's been talking about going from the Old Testament that what all Hebrews talked about how how um, Jesus is better is, is, is better than, than Abraham better better than Moses he's better he's higher than the angels he's higher than all these things because he is literally the eternal God who came down here as Emmanuel God with us to die on the cross for us. And so he's become this mediator, the new covenant. So remember, this is different than the old. So we can use that, a lot of that law as a guide and, and it convicts us of sin. But many of that has been washed clean and we have this new covenant. You can see that this whole New Testament is about peace and love and even praying for your enemies. Um, and the Old Testament was more about judgment and the iniquity of all these evil people. And God was wiping them out, right? But there's not violence in the, in the New Testament. And it's almost like, unfortunately, it's just the opposite in the, in Islam. And, and you look at the Quran. Because at first, when, when Muhammad first came, he was talking about peace. But then his later, he became a militant and started killing people right and left and, and did horrible, evil things. And the newer, the old, the newer parts that he wrote of the Quran, all be was violent and about continuing to be violent against Jews and against anybody who does not become uh, um, an Islamic person. So that is a, it's just the opposite. Where they, that's why we have so much, so much um, violence when people are reading the Quran, and it, and it, it teaches a different Jesus, completely different Jesus. It says Jesus is just a prophet when he's clearly. The very Emmanuel, God with us. He was. He's. 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 This, he's. He's much more than that. Um, and so this gets in um, to this beautiful things about the mediator of our covenant. And Jesus is the only one. Muhammad has nothing to do with this. He came way after Jesus, and he taught a false Jesus. 
and there's many other cults that teach false Jesuses, right? So we have to make sure we have the right one. The right one is the eternal God. He's always existed. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He was there in, in the creation. Make sure you have the right Jesus. He's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can mediate for you, right? So that's how important that is. Um, I'm going to get to this last part of this. Gets into see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. Obviously, Jesus is the only way to heaven. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will they escape if we eject him who warns from heaven. So that's the whole point, is that Jesus is alive. He's in heaven right now. He's warned us. I'm the only way. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. So this is what I believe is happening right now. He is shaking the earth and heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of the things that are shaking. We know eventually this earth is going to pass away. That is, things that have been made, everything that's been made is going to pass away. In order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain, the heavenly things will remain. So what are we supposed to do during these tough times? Um, we understand there's discipline. We, we, we don't get discouraged. And we just hang on to the kingdom that can't be shaken. And that's what verse 28 says. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's in our hearts, right? We are The hope that we have is looking at this, this new Jerusalem, this new city that's going to be coming down. Our hope for what we have is the kingdom that can't be shaken. When we hold on to that, that's why we use our authority on Christ that we basically reach up into heaven and we basically use that authority in Christ on this earth and don't get discouraged and continue to live by faith and not sight continue to live by faith and not by fear and thus let us offer God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire look at that isn't that cool right there it's talking about worship how important that is so what are we supposed to do in all this we offer to God acceptable worship like we're doing right now. We're going to go into a couple songs with reverence and awe. We put him first, guys. And uh, he's a consuming fire. And that's what this, this song that we've listened to quite a bit it, that uh, I love because it digs into just that. It digs in. It's even called consuming fire. You know, first things first. Consumed by fire, right? So I see Charlotte here too. Awesome. Uh, Annette, would you mind reading this one? I always love to. First things first, I seek your will, not my own. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6.33 Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119.105 You live your truth, walk your ways, all my desires reversed. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. And the world is passing away along with its desire. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. 1 John 2, 17. All things I held dear, what to do if they all disappear? Riches and fame never satisfy. What would I gain if my soul's the price? Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Lay up treasures in heaven. Matthew 6:19. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? 
Matthew 16:26. I don't want to love what the world loves or chase what the world does. I only want you. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 1 John 2:15. read this last one. Who well, has for, been because I know you can't see the last line. So for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. 1 John 5, 4. Thank you, Annette. Annette from, oh, from Sweden. And we got Sweden and Australia here. So a couple people in the U.S. Thank you, Charlotte. And um, Teresa as well as Elizabeth. What a beautiful time to just worship him. Again, it's consumed by fire. This is what we were, talking, we were reading about in Hebrews. But let's put him first. All the things that I've had. Whispered in my ear What would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they could buy I've come to find they never satisfy What would I gain if my soul's a prize? I don't wanna love what the world loves I don't wanna chase what the world does I only want you I only want you First things first I seek your will Not my own Surrender all my wants to you Keep the first thing first To live your truth Walk your
beautiful. I didn't know if Charlotte wants to read. Maybe this is Amazing Grace. You want to do that, Charlotte? Sure. Okay, sure. awesome. Thanks. Amazing Grace, I once was lost, a wretch blind, now found I can see. And you were dead in trespasses, sins, in which you once walked. Ephesians 2, 1 through 2. We have seen his glory, glory as of his only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. The hour I first believed, by grace my fears relieved. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34, 4. God, my Savior, ransomed me, been set free, and like a flood, his mercy reigns with an unending love. Knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways with the precious blood of Christ, 1 Peter 1, 18, 19, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Lamentations 3, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. His word my hope secures. He will be my shield as long as life endures. He promised good to me. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 35. Wow. He ransomed us. Our chains are gone. Sing Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. T'was grace. That taught my heart to fear And grace my fears relieved How precious did that grace appear The hour I first Chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing Oh, I've been sick. 
sins before we actually take um, uh, of the bread and water and the bread and the blood right so uh, whether you have uh, whatever liquid you use uh, whether it's wine or grape juice or you know any, any, even water the whole point is that this is a, this is this is a key part of our faith um, I know that the, the Aaron Antis is Henry Antis is dad who did the painting of the he called it the first communion versus the last supper <laughs> he said no it's the first communion <laughs> I thought that was awesome. And so we're, we're going to do another communion just like they did there in that upper room, right? So let's dig into some of uh, the scriptures that have to do with communion. I'm going to flip over to another whole series of scriptures. And we'll just quickly go through these. I've taught in more depth than these in the past. Um, but I wanted to just give you a, a quick review again of some of these scriptures. So let's, let's dig in now what, what some of these are. Like one Corinthians text about the cup of the blessing that we bless. Is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not the participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. That's the one body of Christ, right? We're talking about the body of Christ. The real church is really the body of Christ, right? And that 1 Corinthians 10, 16, 17 talks about that. You see the fellowship of the believers, this happened, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayer. So that's what we're going to be doing. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we're going to be breaking the bread. So if you haven't accepted Jesus, just enjoy and watch us 
we'd love you to accept the Lord Jesus, and um, and then this is that that's the time to really do this with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, one Peter three eighteen says, "For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit." Again, once for sins, he only died one time, so we don't. We don't do mass where it's over and over again. We do communion. Of, we're just remembering the once and for all sacrifice. Christ also suffered once for sins. Righteous for the unrighteous, right? He was righteous and we weren't. He, you know, that's why God demonstrated his own love for us in this in Romans 5.8. But while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, right? Isaiah 53.5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace. And his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. We're talking about his body being pierced here, right? Being broken for us. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This is critical. Right? We are celebrating the cleansing, our cleansing. Uh, there in 1 John 1 7 you can see in John 6 48 here's Jesus for the first time speaking about this he says I'm the bread of life your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die I'm the living bread that came down from heaven if anyone eats of this bread he will live forever and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh so when we're looking at this, this is what we're, we're, we're actually going to be celebrating, the bread of life, right? This is obviously a symbol of his flesh, and that symbolizes what we're seeing here. Eternal life through Jesus' bread of life. He is the bread of life. How beautiful is that? John 6, Jesus talks more. He says, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall not thirst. That's that eternal life that we look forward to. We will not be perishing if we believe in him. John 6, 53-58, he gave it a little more bluntly. <laughs> a lot of people left him after he said this, right? But it says, Truly, truly, I said to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came out from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. So it's very consistent here, right? That's what this is symbolizing, is that is that his once and for all sacrifice for us, his body and his blood. Matthew 26, 29, Jesus says, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. You know, knowing that he was going to go to the cross as, as a sacrifice, he, he, knew what, he knew what was gonna happen beforehand. 1 Corinthians 11, 28 and 29 talks about this. And in past tense, it says, let the, the person examine himself. And so this is an important part. Right now, we're going to take a little bit of quiet time and uh, just make sure that your heart is clean, that you, you come to him in repentance. Right? That's important. Let him wash away your sins. Just get, get, just, just, you know, maybe repent for 
anything known but also unknown to him. It says, because this, this just warns us. It says, let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread of the drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. So you don't want to drink and eat judgment on yourself, right? So again, don't do this if you haven't accepted Christ. But if you have, let's right now just take a few moments of silence and uh, just confess to him. Heavenly Father, we, we do confess our known and unknown sins and we we uh, ask you just cleanse us from all in our righteousness as we take this communion in remembrance of you. Lord, thank you for dying on the cross for us. And uh, Lord, we, we love you and we thank you for everything you've done for us, especially dying for us on the cross and taking your body and your blood to sacrifice for our sins once and for all. Thank you, Lord. Say these things in the name of Jesus, amen. And right now we're gonna do that. You can see this um, in all four gospels actually, but Matthew talks about the, the, the institution of the Lord's Supper. Now, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing him, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup when he had given thanks and he gave it to them. We'll do this in just a second, saying drink, of it, all of you, for this is my blood and the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This is all about forgiveness of sins. Could it make you ability to, so he's your advocate so you can go to heaven. And tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until the day I drink it with new from your Father's kingdom. That's him predicting what's going to happen. So we'll take it right now based upon, uh, we'll do it on Luke. So then when the hour came and he reclined at the table and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So remember when this first communion or the last supper was based on the Passover. Why? Because Jesus is our Passover lamb, right? So um, the blood of Christ, the, the death will pass over us. That's why we have eternal life. So that's what we're doing this. This is why we're doing this in remembrance of this. Right? They eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So here's what he did. He, uh, he took the, gate, the cup and gave thanks. And he divided it between everybody. So that this kind of shows you how in more detail how this happened. But first we're going to take the bread. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. So here he goes. So here's what he did in verse 19. And he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them. So break the bread. Break your bread. Saying, this is my body which I've given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's do it now. Take your bread. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, this cup is poured out for you in this new covenant in my blood. Again, do this in remembrance of Jesus, what he did for you on the cross. Take that cup of the, of the vine. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for the communion that we can actually remember what you did for us, your pierced body, your broken body, blood that 
flowed out from the cross. You, you, that's all, it was all for us. That suffering and being put into open shame like that. And God put the wrath of all the sin on you. And we can just talk about, just like in some of the songs, we talk about our, our sins being nailed to the cross. Thank you for sending your only son, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for being obedient that we may know this once and all for sacrifice is allowing us to be sanctified and be made perfect in you. We love you, Lord, and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. And with that, we're just going to continue to dig into some more songs. Beautiful time to be able to do that. Um, this is why we do it. It's really the, the heart of worship, right? And so, Elizabeth, can you... I know, I know um, I'm not sure if Teresa... I, it looks like you might be on a laptop. It's all tough with a phone. Just let me know, Teresa, if you want to try to read one. <laughs> it's a little soft right now. Can you talk as loud as possible? Okay. I would love to read it. Um, I can't read the very first line. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. You search my secret. You're looking into my heart. I can disappear. How much is it All I have. Yeah, we have really bad audio on you, Teresa. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna flip, flip over to Elizabeth, if you don't mind. But thank you so much. I love, I love, I love your heart, and I love your sharing. And some reason we just have bad audio this morning. I have to go a little bit. I love you guys. We love you too. Thank you so much for being here. Okay. Um. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mark 8. Worship the Father in spirit and truth. Mark 420. Search my people. You're looking into my heart. I Serve him faithfully with all your heart. 1 Samuel 12 24. Let your heart therefore be wholly true to the Lord our God. 1 King 8. Oh, King of endless work, how much you love. All I have is your Lord reigns forever, your God, for all generations. Psalm 1 6 10. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sin and also for the sin of the whole world. 1 John 2. Alright, thank you so much. He's the king of his worth. He searches deep into our hearts. This is what it's all about. The presence of the Lord coming down while we're singing. When the music fades, all is stripped away. I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's a word That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself is not what you have required 
right. There's a couple of questions here, that, but if you have a question and want to come back, uh, unmute backstage, and or you just want to make a comment about what we learned in Hebrews 12, that would be great as well. Um, but what we're, what, what I wanted to kind of read a couple of things that were on Rumble Rants. If you have any comments, also on, um, I was looking at where I have my comments hiding on the. Oh, there it is. There it is. So it looked like a lot of people have been posting backstage and I haven't seen that. So sorry about that. Teresa had some comments as well. But we have some things that say, um, good morning from New Mexico, says Shelly George. Thank you. Uh, may the Lord's blessings overtake each one of you. There's a Donna 77 um, uh, here as well. Oh, she said, uh, uh, so I'm not sure what Donna's saying there, but uh, here's just a clarity. said, great. Well, I have a question has been bothering me and repeating in my mind all this last week. Hope you can reply on this. I have been asking, questioning my God, that's why has he allowed for so? And then it kind of ends there. So I'm not sure exactly what that question is, but uh, um, I imagine you're talking about um, the typical question about why is God allow suffering, right? It's a typical question. In fact, I'd, I'd really suggest there's some incredible answers to that um, in different ways, from different perspectives. If you literally type that into your DuckDuckGo or to your Yandex, what I like to use, I don't use Google. <laughs> um, but but guys, the, remember he's given free choice. That's, the main, that's my main answer to this all the time is that he's given billions of people free choice, right? And you got the devil out there trying to make a, and people are literally, some people are giving up their soul. I believe that many of these people that are in the upper echelons of the cabal, right, and these bloodlines have, have actually been secret societies and are, have given up their soul. And that evil is coming down, right? And so thank goodness we have a, a Lord that is uh, only allowing it to, to be taught so much that we can actually handle it. So he'll let you handle that. But remember, when you, God is going to, he's so powerful, he can achieve his purposes giving billions of people what is a almost seven billion people free choice just think about that a bunch of sinful people given you free choice and yet he still accomplishes purposes that's why he's intervening here right and he intervenes through us and will work through us as vessels as the body of christ so um, that part of the delay and us taking possession of the nations and you know the biggest revival of all time i believe is 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 us not allowing him and getting close enough to him to allow him to flow through us as a vessel, right? And uh, so let's do what Psalms 2, 8 says, ask of me and I will make the, the, the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. So let's ask him. Let's let's start using our words to call down this cabal, call down um, the evil that's in the world, right? And uh, as we come together as the body of Christ, especially what I believe is what is his, he's gonna use his remnant to do amazing things. And I believe he's calling you to do that. And that's why he called me to actually document words he's telling me in the blog at neighborhood.social, um, even though I'm not in the office of the prophet. Because he's basically saying, guys, it doesn't matter if you're what what you're what every all my children can hear from me. And he wants to he wants to speak to you and give you a specific path for what you're doing. So you'll be able to see that on neighborhood.social, going to the blogs. You'll see a lot of declarations. I know um, Charlotte has a lot of declarations she's doing. I know, I know uh, Elizabeth and Jeremiah are getting together and declaring and, and, and doing things together. So, and he also told me that it's way more powerful. It's good for you to do that yourself. But, but if you can do that with some other people, two or, two or three come together, there I am in the midst. 
right? So do that, declare and decree things together, you know, and that's why we created neighborhood.social. So I would, I would, uh, you know, that's if, there's, if you're asking, how do I not be isolated during these time frames? We have the answer for you right here. Um, I'm just going to go to this this tab. You just open up a tab and you type in neighborhood.social. Right, that's as easy as it is. I'm not recognizing my keyboard right now. Let's see, there it goes, neighborhood.social. And you'll see that will come up with what is called the Christian Impactor platform. It's just like Facebook. This is a replacement for Facebook for Christian Patriots. So go to neighborhood.social, go to the Christian Impactor platform. You'll have Zoom groups you can you can join there of people meeting um, on the days that were not live or times were not live and even days that were not on like on Saturday. And you'll be able to also um, go to this discuss and go to forums and blogs and um, you go to these blogs you'll see a lot of declarations here that are about Psalm 29 or spiritual warfare prophecies all kinds of things Robin Bullock decrees um, so I've just been going to town on this type of stuff if you just go over to the left though you'll see Rick's blog I created another category so you can find it easier and if you just that, that's that's uh, that's where I'm posting daily and again, he wants to talk to you guys. This is up. My story is all here, plus what he's telling me um, each and every day. The last time I posted was Wednesday. I'll catch up here uh, to later today. But um, I tell you what, this is a one way you can get. The other way is just to go to blessedteach.com, and, and you'll find everything there. This is where you get all the notes. So you want all the notes of everything I taught today? Um, you, that'll come out Tuesday morning when I do a Monday night. And, it, and again, once you sign up for the source information for this, each show, this actually um, will allow you to get your Tuesday through Friday notes of every single link I share and also a summary of what was uh, taught or what was discussed on the show, right? And then if you go into the menu, you'll be able to find backstage. This is how you get back on Zoom with us, with the Christian Patriots on Tuesdays and Wednesdays with, for praise and prayer, for also the Sunday morning service and the Fridays. L word and worship. So word worship, praise and prayer, plus the Patriots, plus you get access to Searchy Tool, the search, and so much more. Just go to the backstage tab there. This is the neighborhoods links you right to the Christian Patriot platform. This is the training. We're going to be doing deliverance training here shortly. Um, that's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited with an expert that does that is actually going to be training our our ministry. It's also where you can learn what your calling is, and um, they're called the Impactor for Truth course. Um, this is where you get all the Christian Patriot merchandise, uh, do some Christmas shopping there, and, and also uh, natural health solutions. You'll love that. And then this is how you become a partner. You come to the donations tab and you just uh, give it if even a dollar a month. It will put you on a checklist where we will actually uh, be praying for you uh, uh, by name and by for your family. Um, you can text GIVE to 833-209-2393 or just use that QR code. Um, and uh, again, the, this is where the Lord told me I was delaying people from reaping. And uh, he told me in, in my alone time with him on September 11th, actually, of what uh, I needed to get this partner program in. So here's what we do. So you get exclusive ministry updates as you become, again, just one recurring gift of any size each month, even a dollar a month. We'll get you on this list to get, get, get ministry updates that are going to be exclusive to the partners. So, um, and then the, also your intercessory prayer team. Um, somebody did ask me that, hey, I was given the 1776 a month for um, for backstage. It's kind of it's a pay forward model now. You can move to free. So some people that can't afford that and, and do partnering, they're basically just move to the free model. Just just, just email info at blessedteach.com, move to the free model, and then you can um, become a partner by going to to any of these sites here, any of these three ways. 
right? Become a partner that way. And so we just want everybody to become a partner that, that really wants to be part of this ministry and wants to get updates on it. I think you'll really enjoy that. Uh, I think you guys really enjoy that. I wanted to, we, we, but the, we've documented the whole vision here. Lead people through the narrow path of salvation through prayer, teaching, and worship. That's what we're doing now, right? Activate sleeping believers. That's what I think we want to do. And make disciples worldwide. So we have a whole vision, and we just talked about how we're going to achieve that with these bullet points. I won't go into that now, but we have big expansion plans. We know that God's going to send us hurting people. So we want to be able to do deliverance and discipleship and bring people with healing and obviously bring them to Jesus through transformational prayer. There's a lot of stuff we want. We want to have 7 by 24 events. We want to have in-person events. So all that expansion will be possible with partners. So we we. we excited for you guys to come and join us as a true partner of the ministry and not don't be isolated get to that get to that neighborhood.social right so I'm trying to see if there's, there's any other questions here or anybody wants to share anything before we play one last song and wrap her up tonight we are calling things that are not as though they were in accordance with God's will Charlotte says yes no question about it and I apologize that, uh, there's a lot of other comments I may have missed here so feel free to Unmute. Um, there's Teresa saying she's having to go. All right, it's a lot of discussion there, and it's a fun, fun. So make sure that you uh, come, come into. We're gonna uh, finish up with one last song, and um, we, we uh, just just sang, sang at the cross. And I know that with all the intense things going on right now, that uh, we were talking about this, right? His grace is enough. We know that, right? But. It, Jesus is uh, sometimes, uh, or the Lord is letting things happen to discipline us sometimes. Uh, but no matter what's happening to us, His grace is enough, number one, but also He's going to keep us above the waves, right? That's what the song Oceans is all about. And so, um, Charlotte, do you mind reading this one? No, I could read it. Right. When oceans rise, I will call upon your name. Keep my eyes above the waves. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. James 1, 2-4 Your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, faith may be stronger in the presence of my Savior. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Thank you, Lord. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. Isaiah 43, 2. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters. Wherever you call me, Lord, command me to come to you on the water. When Peter saw the wind, he was a cried out, Lord, save me. He reached out his hands. Matthew 14, 28-31. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Charlotte. Let's let the speed of Spirit lead us. The sovereign hand will be our God even when our feet may fail. Let's worship devotions. You call me out by the waters The grave feet may fail 
Thank you guys for all being here. Oops, I go, there I go. Uh, I just, just grab that, that's funny. So that's what you do when you don't lock your screen. Sometimes you just uh, lose the whole picture. <laughs> Let me go to this other, this other view and say, guys, we just really appreciate you. Um, Again, go to neighborhood.social. Go to go to uh, this this uh, beautiful platform that I think you really enjoy to get engaged with us. Right, neighborhood.social. Right there. You can also download that on your phone. Your, um, in fact, that's most people do both. They have it on their phone as well as their either either laptop or um, their larger device. Right. So then you can yeah, it'll you can chat with people on both devices even when you're gone on your phone away from the house you can be chatting with people as well as do just like just like Facebook Messenger so I think you guys really enjoy that I would like to do that but let's lift this up and just say thank you to the Lord as we uh, go on on our Sunday Heavenly Father just thank you so much again for your death on the cross thank you for the book of Hebrews that teaches us how what had the difference between the New Testament and Old Testament right and the Old Testament moving to the New Testament where we have the once and for all sacrifices of the Lord veil was torn in the temple so we don't need a temple back our body's a temple <laughs> and we are looking forward to being in the heavenly jerusalem in the future with you as a temple lord and uh, wow how, how beautiful is that that we can come to you through jesus the mediator our mediator and our savior thank you for that lord and we just can't wait to get to the last chapter of hebrews 13 and we can't wait to continue to worship you. We're worshiping tomorrow night, Monday night, on praise and prayer on Thursday, as well as on Friday and Sunday with word and worship. Thank you for these videos. Thank you for the anointing of the videographer. Thank you for the volunteers putting scripture to each of these songs. Lord, what a huge privilege this is to do this every Sunday, every Friday, praise and prayer every Monday and Thursday. Thank you, Lord. We love you and we present ourselves to you we love you and we cannot wait again for the continued praise and worship that we get to do with you and only you alone lord i'm just going to end real quickly though with a by the power of jesus name and the name above all names where we are going to bind the rules and authorities and powers of this dark world as you bind spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms thank you lord and we are going to loose angels of all races, divisions, and everybody's listening to my voice. That it'll help keep their path straight and get closer to you than ever before, Lord. And you'll bring justice on this land through the line of Judah. Lord, we loose that as well. We loose the truth, your truth. You are truth, Lord. To decimate all the spirit of deception that's coming across this land and across all lands. Lord, we thank you for that. And we pray for the bond of peace and spirit of unity within the body of Christ. We love you and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys. Really appreciate you, and we will catch you on the next uh, broadcast tomorrow night.
coming uh, uh, for the, the show starting at 5 p.m. CST, and then we'll get into um, chapter 13 of Hebrews to finish up Hebrews tomorrow, right before praise and prayer on Monday night. God bless you. If all the everyone backstage would not mind unmuting and saying goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye, bye. Bye. Love you lots. Love you. Hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista. <laughs>